Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We have myself, Caleb. We have Adam. I think we'll have Rhiannon, maybe, eventually, in here. Um, Adam, how is, how's life, man? How, are, are things back to normal in Iowa yet? Uh, so, they went... We had a true shutdown in rural northwest Iowa. There was a true shutdown for about three days, right? Um, That was it. Like, people got really worried for a good solid three days about a month ago. Right around the last time we podcast, I think, so a couple weeks. Um, And then it opened right back up. Like, we're almost fully open now, which is terrifying because we have yet to peak here. Um, So we were in this weird phase where we probably closed too early and opened too early it's not uh, it's not going to be good um because now all of the uh, meat packing plants are getting it and i know you guys always joke about iowa but iowa does provide a substantial amount of the country's meat yeah so uh i know there are several um like the local, there's a local one with 600 cases. Um, and it's all, all about the chicken and poultry. So we'll probably, I went to go buy a New York strip the other day and it was like $18 for one strip. So I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. So yeah, that's how life's going in Iowa. It's a total cluster, um, <laughs> but we're open. Movie theaters are open um, and they're showing, what were they showing? Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Um, so I have zero desire to go there because um, I've seen it on digital. That's a cool idea. The stuff that came out right before this hit probably could get some audience now. It has a sequel. So apparently, look at that. The Iowa box office carried Sonic to a sequel. <laughs> Rhiannon, yeah, are you, you getting to get, the, get, get around, around and do, and do anything, anything, or what's, what's, what's life like, like with, you? with you? I'm still in North Carolina. I head back to New York next week. Um, so I went and sat in a Mexican restaurant last week and had somebody serve me margaritas. You know. I've been to the dentist. I was... So a friend of mine is a dentist, and I was like, can you fit me in? Like, what kind of under-the-table stuff do I need to do to get my teeth cleaned? Because I'm overdue. And she needed somebody to come in to be, like, the test case of their first, like, post-COVID, how they were going to do all their new practices. And it was really interesting, like, how they're having to, I mean, how she was choosing to do it. I don't know if all dentists are doing this, but there's going to be, like, the hygienist is going to have an assistant so that they can, like, have extra suction inside your mouth as they're cleaning and um, just really and and, but they both had on face masks like the shields so like as they were cleaning my teeth it was like shields hitting shields and like just all kinds of logistics to work out but i got my teeth cleaned i was i was gonna i was gonna say they also had an outbreak here from a meatpacking plant and like it's it's people here about to get sick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was so so governor reynolds uh the uh press con you could see it she's like i'm not going to expressly state 
if a packing plant has been infected with COVID unless someone asks. So one of the reporters like turns around and says, uh, is this so-and-so meat packing plant infected? She's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so it's like, why? Just say it. It's so bizarre because you're sitting here and you're like, I don't, no one knows what's, no one knows anything, right? Well, and the thing is, that's the thing here in North Carolina. They're like, oh, all of these new cases are that meat plant that we know they went in because they went in and tested everybody there. And they're like, there's more tests, so the numbers went up and all this. But, like, I saw something today, and they were like, yeah, so our ICU beds are full, so that's not just the result of more tests. (laughs) You know, they went from 20% to 80% in a week. Um, Yeah. The daily press brief or press releases always used to end with the one line many ICU beds available and now it's been totally wiped out for the past two weeks so I am feeling so thankful for Rhode Island our hospital numbers are down our ICU numbers are down cases are slowly going down feels like the governor has a good control on things I mean it's lovely that's why I'm heading back up to New York so, yeah, I went out to a restaurant last week for the first time. Uh, here, they're only allowing outdoor seating, which is okay. I'd rather have outdoor seating anyways. I get the sense that you're like 8 billion percent more safe if you're outdoors than if you're indoors with this virus. I don't know if that's a technical number, but it does seem like it's much better. I, that, that tracks. Okay. That sounds right. <laughs> so we went, and my wife and I, we had our anniversary. We went at a nice seafood place right on the, you know, right on the coast. Breeze coming right off the ocean. You know, everybody only could have reservations. Everybody was at least 12 feet away from us. Sitting in a half-empty restaurant with a reservation is, like, it's heaven. That, that I mean, I wish I could have those rules even when we didn't have a pandemic going on. So uh, it was awesome, you know? And it just, I don't know, it feels good. It feels like we're slowly opening up. And our governor's really weird. She's, like, a pro-business Democrat. I, I mean, I don't... People would be like, what do you mean, Caleb? Don't get your pitchforks out. I'm just saying, like, she's she's a Democrat, but she also is, like, very concerned about business. And she has Wall Street ties. So it seems like a, almost like a good balance, it feels like. Like, her political persuasion is to go slow, but her economic persuasion is to go fast. And it's leading to, like, sensible in middle-of-the-road decisions, it seems like. But I'm sure if any of our listeners are in Rhode Island, some of them will, will hate her. But I feel like she's done a good job. All right, let's talk about Marvel. Um, let's just, we're going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll jump right into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then if we have anything to talk about after that, uh, we can try. I don't think there's hardly any other news. Uh, we had the premiere of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last night. And the ratings were not great, weren't terrible. They're just about what they were. I was a little disappointed. Does it surprise you that Thor The Dark World got more eyeballs than the premiere of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did we expect it to have good ratings? Yeah. Do ratings even matter? Granted, I'm just shocked. Thor the Dark World. The bad Thor. The Thor everyone hates on a Wednesday night. Got bet. I just... uh, Yeah, but there's not... There's not an argument whether or not Thor of the Dark World is canon with the rest of the MCU. Yeah, that's true. You know? I mean, I, I didn't. I don't even know what the ratings were. I just watched it, too, by the way. That's how much I've I was only, hyped for it. 
I've only watched the first half, and that's just because, um, like I said, I'm at my parents' house. We have some family that invaded, and I finally got to sit in front of a TV and nobody was around, but then somebody came in the room yelling. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Four kids. How do people live with that? I don't, I don't know. I, I have a child literally screaming down the hall. I'm, I'm thinking that it'll show up on the podcast recording. Um, all right. So let's just talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, was it nice to have it back? I mean, I know I was feeling, I was feeling kind of nostalgic. Like I was just happy to see the characters again. Yeah. I didn't feel any hype coming up, but once I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's Deke and everybody else. Yeah, he ordered a couple of Zimas at a 1931 bar. That was a nice touch. A nice She's bar. not that far. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> he tried. It was great. I thought it was great. The uh, whole period piece was awesome. Obviously, they uh, hit the uh, Mac and Daisy stuff on the head right out of the gates, pretty much. Um, so I thought that was pretty nice. It was, yeah, it was a pretty nice little... It's been a year, right? It's been over a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really silly. I, f- I caught myself thinking like, oh, they've slipped back into their chemistry really well, but they never lost it, right? Like they, filmed, they filmed it all back to back, so there wasn't any space for them to not get along. Whereas for us as viewers, it's like, oh, wow, this feels really familiar and really tight really quick. Because it was filmed right after the last season. But they, I mean, I felt like, and like I said, I've only, I'm only halfway through watching the episode, but they, they did a lot of like little reminders slipped in that felt really good. Like just sort of reminding me what a Chromacon is and, you know, that Deke has time traveled and, you know, uh, stuff like that, that helps because it's been a year. I don't entirely... I should have, like, refreshed by watching some of the last season to remember where it ended, but honestly, I just didn't. Are you surprised that we didn't get a previously on S.H.I.E.L.D. at the front of the episode? That would have been helpful. I was hoping for it, Um, because, yeah, I totally was trying to pick up the pieces as well. My chronic comps, okay. Oh, hey, there's Enoch. Cool, that's cool. Um, yeah, I liked, I like, I tried rewatching season six. Yeah. Cause in the beginning I was like, why does he, why can't yo-yo go? Um, you know, what disease, what? Ah. And then like, you know, they went and they refreshed me on that and that was nice. Yeah. It was during the first commercial break. We caught ourselves going like, okay, so what exactly happened? And like, I explained a little bit of what I remember to the finale. And my wife was like, yeah, I remember all that. But how did they go from that to 1931? And I was like, well, it was kind of just like the last two minutes of the season finale was like, hey, we're done fighting that thing. Hey, we're going to time travel machine. Hey, we're now we're in 1331. Oh, and we've got an LMG of Coulson. Like, it does feel like this season set up very bizarrely in the last four minutes of last season. And so it's kind of hard to connect exactly where everything was from last year to this year. Like, I kind of, I mean, I don't know. They were just like, there's an LMD of Coulson. I don't particularly care. I'm just glad to have him back and, like, to have just skipped all of that. Should we, should we not, should we, should we not, and go right into it. I'll take it. Yeah, it felt like, I don't know if 
I'm interested if you guys felt this way as well. I got the sense that the producers basically were saying, don't worry about the continuity. Don't worry about what happened last season. We'll give you enough to keep you going, but who cares at this point? Like, let's just have fun with it. Who, who needs to be, you know, bogged down by everything that happened in the last six years. Let's just have a good time. Is kind of the way I felt like that. No previously set things up. Right. I saw Screen Rant said something about how it uh, retconned the Winter Soldier somehow, but I did not read that, so that's totally my bad. Um, but apparently there's a moment that it retcons the Winter Soldier, according to Screen Rant. That's not a whole hell of a lot of information to give you to, but I read it. I read the headline. Well, now when I watch the second half, I will look for that and maybe go back and read that headline. They did make a very interesting connection in the back half. Yeah. So, if we're talking spoilers, the moment that I hit pause and walked away is when we saw Patton Oswalt walk into the frame. Oh, I was just about to ask about that. Are you guys excited to see Patton again? Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a huke this time, but yeah, it's, you know... Like, I saw his name in, in the beginning when it has, like, the cast names that go across, and I was like, oh. Yeah, it really stinks when you know the actors' names like we do. It used to kill me on the Netflix shows. I'd be watching Luke Cage, and they'd be like, and special guest, uh, Finn Jones, or something like that. And I'd be like, oh, man, now I know that Iron Fist is going to show up in this one. We <laughs> didn't kill Was it you yeah. that joked that Ward was going to come back, but Brett Dalton was going to play, like, his dad or grandpa or something? Because that's exactly oh, yeah, what's I'm going sh- to happen. That's exactly. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. Did it happen? But with Patton Oswalt pulling that thing and then something else later, it's uh, it's exactly what's going to happen with Ward, Grandpa Ward. I kind of expect for it to be really ridiculous. Like, they go back to caveman times, and it's a prehistoric Grant Ward oh. or something like that. It could be... It'll be, it'll be silly. <laughs> Obviously, they brought back Coulson as an LMD. We knew that from last season. Um, are you guys glad that he's back? I mean, this is the second season in a row now. They've done some kind of twisted logic to make sure that Clark Gregg can be on the show. Does that work for you? Yeah, it works better than Sarge did. That's for sure. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Shield's yeah. always been about the LMDs, right? With uh, Dum Dum Dugan and. All that stuff, Nick Fury in the comics, you know. So I would prefer LMD Coulson over Sarge. Definitely. Definitely there. Yeah, for me it was just refreshing to have that character back. And there was just enough acknowledgement of this is weird and him struggling with his existence. But then they got over it. This is something S.H.I.E.L.D. has gotten so good at over the last four or five years of they're going to give us a trope and they're going to acknowledge the trope for about four minutes and then we're going to move on from it and we don't have to belabor the same thing over and over and over and over again. Also, how badass was Gemma? Are we going to talk about that? She's probably my favorite character of the episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, they haven't caught a uh, Chronicon yet, have they? For you, Rhiannon. I don't think so. Let's just say we find out very quickly that Gemma does not look at Chronicons as human beings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, I really, as much as I hate the time travel, I really liked Deke's ripple, not waves. 
I mean, I'm sure they create waves. Like, I have no doubt that there will be waves. But, um... I like... That was totally an Endgame Easter egg. Was it? Right? That was exactly... That was ripped straight <laughs> from Endgame. No, kind of. Kind of. I mean, it's the same... It's the, it's same, not the same general logic. theory. I, mean, I, guess. No. I think it's totally different logic. No. I've just given up on caring about those things. Then Endgame, it's still the stream thing. It's, no. yeah, it's similar enough. No. <laughs> I thought um, in the back half of the episode, the Chronicons, it's really interesting because you get the sense from the good guys that as long as they only change a little thing, they're okay. But in the back half, the Chronicons go, no, we're experts enough that as long as we change the right little thing, we can still screw everything up. So I thought that was an interesting hmm. kind of two pieces to it as far as um, from the good guy's perspective and then the bad guy's perspective. And it does raise because you get comfortable with that. They keep saying just a ripple, just a ripple. And then you get kind of the twist of, nope, even a ripple could destroy everything. And so. Um, and we we actually saw them. We saw Chronicoms. Mm-hmm. Too. So that was pretty cool. Like, we actually saw them, saw them. We haven't seen them before, right? I guess not. Like, their actual real form. Because we saw Enoch shed his skin to the Talking Heads last year, or the year before, or whatever, right? In the pool. And we've never seen their Terminator people. It looked dope. Looked awesome. Mark killed it. Well, Mark, we got to get Mark on. Mark's awesome. Mark Colpack. Speaking of which, what did you guys think of the face erasure effect? Weird. I thought it was cool. Weird. It was weird. But... Oh, yeah. My wife was next to me like, ooh. Like, she was real creeped out about it. She did not like that one little bit. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was weird. Like, it was very unsettling. No, it was for her. It was just more like, it was just gross and like unsettling. Gross. Right, yeah. There was like a small child running through the room when that happened, and I was just kind of like, don't look at the TV. <laughs> so does that mean Enoch did that with someone? Now we do get a sense that they're going to be hopping through time. They've already set up for us that the Chronicons like have certain windows that they go to in time, and there's like time is in waves, and they travel to the crests of the waves or something like that. Do you guys have any uh, secret desires for like a great episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Where else do you want to see them pop other than 1931? I think we're going to get several. I think we're going to get, uh, we're definitely getting more cameos than we think. I, I'm not going to be surprised when Haley Atwell pops up. I mean, that's a given by now, right? I thought we knew that. I thought we're that getting, was confirmed. No, we're getting Sousa, for sure. Oh, okay. We're getting Sousa, so that's happening. So, I mean, I would guess they pull up. I mean, maybe maybe Sam Jackson? Really? Maybe. Because, I mean, the Chronic Cops have his black box. So, we'll see. I don't know. I, I do think we'll probably get several. Not, I mean, what's stopping, like, Jamie Alexander from coming back? Or... Do you think we get a scroll? We could, but I do. I do think circling back to the canon thing. I do think we'll get something to just a, just a nice send off. You know, I don't have any wishes. Um, 
but I, I'm sure there's going to be several on the way. Um, I should probably just say my wish would be Peggy Carter because that's probably going to happen, so it looks smart. I think a lot of those Agent Carter people, Dum Dum Dugan, I think would be like an easy one to bring in, or a Jarvis, I think makes a lot of sense. Even the uh, the guy who plays Tony, or not Tony Stark, the guy who plays Tony's dad. Dominic Cooper, Howard. In yeah. uh, Certainly the Agent Carter version, if not, you know, Trevor Slattery or whatever. Um, not Trevor. Trevor's fake man. Okay, uh, what's it, what's the name of the actor that plays the seventies? I don't know. I have a total. Uh... The guy from Mad Men. <laughs> the guy from Mad Men, unlike the guy from Preacher. I think another really fun get that probably won't happen if they could get Annette Benning to show up, and we could actually see a little Marvel from earlier Marvel oh. days. That would be really cool. See, I thought you were going to say Chris Evans. So yeah, I mean, do you, do we think they can do that type of crossover? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not holding my breath for Chris Evans, but do we think we could get? I mean, cause, so Marvel scrolls, all of that. Do we really, really think they could do that type of crossover? To me, it would just come up to the the actual actor. Like, it'd be how willing is Annette Benning to do TV, and how cheap would she do it? I don't think Feige is going to care at this point because he's going to ignore them. So if they want to have characters that like if the Jarvis guy wants to be in it, it's not going to affect Endgame or Feige's continuity at all. He, I, I think he's done caring, so I can't imagine him meddling with it. Plus it makes it easier that they're totally in a separate timeline. Same universe, different timeline. But with right. different time travel theories. Yeah, yeah. So, Different time travel. So I guess it's not time travel, but it's it's the whole stream thing that the ancient one explained, right? Where if they do enough bad stuff, it will branch off, which is what D kind of sort of not the theory where the well, no branches are different than streams. Not the not the part where the pat or not the. Not the part where your past becomes your future. I mean, that would still make sense, though, with Deke's thing. No, Deke's thing would be you can do little things and it doesn't matter because, like, the future is on a certain course. The Ancient Ones thing is, like, if you change something, you create an alternate timeline. So there's, like, all these different branches of timelines. Deke's didn't... But the old, but she only brought up the Infinity Stones with it, right? If they remove the Infinity Stone, which is a, is a wave and not a rip, mm. right? I mean, the truth of this is that Marcus and McFeely and the Russo brothers cannot agree on what was actually said in that movie. Yeah, they don't even know, I mean, but yeah, For right. me, what I heard the Ancient One saying is that when you change something, it creates a completely divergent timeline, whereas Deke said if you change something the timeline will bend itself back into returning back to the course it was always on. Right. So where they're similar is you can't change the future where they're different is the ancient one says you create an alternate unit universe. Whereas Deke goes, no, it doesn't create an alternate universe at all. It just creates a little blip that's immediately course corrected. So, I mean, who are you guys going to take your time travel wisdom from the ancient one or Deke? Jeff Loeb or Deep, Kevin Feige? Sure. <laughs> but the thing is, Jeff probably like 
paid very too much. Jeff probably paid way too much attention to the tr time travel stuff because Kev clearly really didn't think about it well, too much. The only part that frustrates me is Deke's idea that you can't change the future, like the, the stream will autocorrect. That's not true in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, already Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has given us the principle that you can change you can change something in the past and it'll change the future because they changed the future for Flint and all the inhuman people stuck on the space station. But how many timelines deep are they right now? Right? So, I mean, let's say the whole series up until that diner at the end of what was it four was the main MCU timeline. And then they went to a different timeline, right? With the exploded world. I don't see why there can't be infinite timelines. In in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., did they say they went to a different timeline, or did they just say they went to the future of the Prime timeline? They didn't really say. But, I mean, that's going to be the easiest way to explain how bonkers it is. Cause I'm just dead set on it. S.H.I.E.L.D. remaining canon. I mean, it's just easy for them to say. Yeah, I think the easiest way is for the movies to go, nope, that stuff doesn't exist, don't worry about it. <laughs> Right, or just say, well, that, but, but then without alienating all 5,000 S.H.I.E.L.D. fans, right. they could just say, well, yeah, that this is one of, this was the timeline Cap formed when he screwed up, which is a whole other problem. All I'd say is that if you care enough about Marvel that you're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you probably care enough about Marvel that you are not going to stop watching, even if they decanonize Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> The moment they decanonize Iron Fist, I'm out. I'm out. Now Adam has me convinced that this is the timeline that Cap came back to and that we could get to see Cap and Peggy have that dance. That's what I'm saying. It's got it. I mean, to tie it together. But it makes perfect. So this is very much Phil Coulson's show. This is Clark Gregg's show, right? And the only thing he's ever wanted is to meet Captain America. So why not? That's it. I'm just saying just one cameo. Quicker than Sam's was in, what, the finale of season one? Just a handshake. It's like, you did good, kid, or something like that. I don't think we're just, getting it, but I think it would be awesome. It would, just, it, that would, it would be the perfect ending. It would be the one way to fully close Coulson's story arc, even though it's closed twice before. Three times. Well, it would be a way that made the other ones feel like they weren't blips. If we're bringing back Chris Evans... I want a storyline where Sousa was engaged to marry Peggy Carter and then she dumped, dumped his rear end as soon as Cap showed back up and Sousa turns into a Hydra agent because he wants to kill Cap for taking his girl. That would be a fun story. That, that, that might be it. That might be the one. I look forward to reading that fanfic. Caleb's going to go post it on 4chan now so I have to write about it later. I would have to learn what 4chan is in order for that to work. Don't. Please don't. You post your, <laughs> you post your fanfic on Archive of Our Own. Or what's the other one? Wattpad? That's a big... Tumblr. Yeah, duh. Go to Tumblr. Now that they took off all the nudie pics, Caleb, you could probably go on there. Thanks, Adam. Uh, I appreciate the heads up. Just saying. That was a big deal. You didn't read Twitter when it happened? Uh, I don't know. I didn't remember that. Probably not on that part. I read of about Twitter. it on Tumblr. I did find out on Twitter this week that I re didn't realize I am not the only ordained minister on our podcast. 
Have you done any weddings, Adam? No, I totally forgot about that till I got the email. Eight years later. Totally forgot about it. What? I'm an ordained minister. From like in what, the uni- in which denomination? The uh, Universal Church of Truth or something. Oh, that's not United Universal. Okay. That's Marvel stuff. The Universal Church yeah. of something. I, the I Spaghetti know. Monster or something. Something. <laughs> I think it's like a dot biz website, actually. Yeah, my dad is like ordained in the uh, Church of Dudism. Dudism? Ooh. It's, it's based on the dude from... Big Lebowski. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he performed my cousin's wedding with that ordination. What's shocking to me is how easy this is to do as you guys are speaking of, you know, like for a wedding or something. But then if you actually try to perform a wedding as someone who's an actual, like a minister for a living, the jumps, the stuff that you have to jump through with the government to like prove that you're, you're legit is unbelievable. No, he actually, he couldn't do the wedding in Virginia, had to do it in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Um, because of that type of stuff. So like the ceremony and everything was in Virginia and then like done again on the couch in North Carolina when we came back. Yeah. It's just weird. Some states are like, oh yeah, sure. You have a piece of paper from the internet. That sounds great. And other states are like, no, I want video of you in seminary to prove you're legit. And it's just very uneven in the way that they do those things. All right. Um, You guys have any other Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thoughts? It was good. I will say I liked it better than any episode in season six. I didn't hate it. What the hell? This is Marvel News Desk, and I don't think any of us have said we hated it. Well, I haven't made it to the end, so I reserve the right to hate it. I think it gets even better. Like, they they do a twist that connects it to later S.H.I.E.L.D., which is good. And I really loved... I won't ruin it, but there, there's a part where they go, in order to save S.H.I.E.L.D., we've got to. And that idea, I think that's really clever. What they're going to have to do to keep S.H.I.E.L.D. alive, it makes totally sense within the mythos of the universe. And it also puts them in like really weird conundrums about what's moral and not moral. And it's, I just think it's smart. It's good TV, you know, it's clever. Hmm. Well, I will watch it as soon as, yeah. Kids go to bed or whatever. I don't know. Oh, no, I'll go to bed long before them. (laughs) (sighs) Kids Um, are exhausting. (laughs) Did you guys want to, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of other news. I know. um, Is there news? Nothing's filming yet. I don't think so. I mean, so Disney World is open and it does seem odd to me that they'll, you know, risk the lives of tens of thousands of tourists, but they won't open a film set yet that's in but apparently the shang chi crew is doing the workouts again so maybe shang chi will start filming well and i've heard atlanta's gonna start filming soon like they're preparing to start filming for disney or for marvel Ooh, that would be excellent because so i mean i don't remember where i heard that may not have been a legit source right may have been a legit source i mean avatars it wasn't adam again so, in New Zealand, yeah. Right. Can I say how much I wish we looked at living in New Zealand at one point in our lives? I really wish <sighs> I lived in New Zealand. They're all done. COVID's over. Like, it's just, they've kind of opened everything back up. Uh, rugby kicks off two weeks from tomorrow. I'm so excited. Real sports for me. I mean, Caleb, you went to um, a restaurant for real. So that's like the world's back open. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, I told you if we had sports, but I told you the story about how there was a line out the buffet, right? Oh, no, you. there's Seriously? still a buffet open yeah. in 2020. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh. Okay, but legit- I drove by it two okay, but- weeks ago. It was gross. <laughs> okay, but legit, I've been looking at the information. Buffets are probably safe. What? Really? Like they're just they're just as gross as ever, but they're probably safe. I mean, I'm still going to eat at it, but I'm going to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> like I'm not going to stop eating at it. But ugh. I mean, it really, really looks like the risk is all like airborne transmission from being close to a person and spitting as you talk which i swear you guys that like i spit more when i talk now than i did before covid (laughs) because i'm hyper aware of it but it's more of um like you need to be around somebody for a little bit of time and breathing the same air within a certain proximity like yes the virus can live on a surface one like i haven't seen anything that says it can be transmitted through food and while it can live on a surface you can't really get enough in your system from touch. They said, like, if you see somebody cough on their hand, touch something, and then you touch that exact spot and then stick your hand in your mouth, you may get enough. That happens at the buffet all actually... the time. You don't see people cough into the buffet? Coughing on the gold crowd yeast rolls or what? I, I'm just thinking about the people that, like, get their face real close to the glass and they, like, fog up the glass with their breath. And so there's, like, a little spit droplets on there. And the next person comes up and does it and sucks some of them back in with their intake. I'm just saying it's probably not as scary as you're thinking. All right. I mean, I'm not going, but that's I'm going to go because I I don't go to buffets. I won't like it. I'll probably make a face the whole time. (laughs) Like I do anyways. I'm like, oh, I hate this, but it sure is good. Kind of. They're supposed to be opening up indoor eating next week. And... I, I'm not. I'm not there yet. It's it's gonna take a little while before I'm eating inside again. Patios and stuff with good airflow—that's excellent. But recycling air through an air conditioner with you know 50 other people—no, thank you. Yeah. So where where I went because like we ate inside and one of our waitress like had her mask with her nose not in it. Oh but, no. Um. So you know. <clears throat> Um, yeah. Gives the new meaning to wasting away in Margaritaville. (laughs) Like, but there weren't that many people there. Like, there were maybe five tables full. And this was, like, a big restaurant. And they had, like, yeah, it was, like you said, like, every other table and stuff. I don't know. I think it's almost going to be okay when things first open because, like, so many people are scared to go out. Not in the Ozarks. It wasn't like, I was about to say, it wasn't like in the Ozarks. So yeah, other Marvel news. I mean, I think Shang Chi may start up soon. Australia seems to be doing well. Hopefully they'll. With I wish Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't think they've got much left. If they could just knock out a couple of weeks, they'd be done. Uh, we've heard rumors that we might get WandaVision in December, which would be awesome. Well, we've heard we're getting WandaVision in December. Official? Oh, that well. Are you, is that based on the Disney Plus help Twitter or whatever? No, someone said it. Iger or Chapek said it on a earnings call. Falcon and Winter Soldier, they said, was oh. August. And then Wonder Vision was December. Which the support thing confirmed again. But this could totally screw things up. Because, I mean, August is getting scary close. 
have you seen that there's Disney Plus has like a helpline on Twitter that's like I saw that. you can ask questions and they keep giving out release dates, but every time I look at them it's like that seems like the release date that they set six months ago. <laughs> like right, this is just a bot that is responding right. with information. Yeah, that's that the thing, this earnings call was way before Well, no, it wasn't. I mean it was before everything, so it could be delayed. It's just bizarre. Marvel's been radio silent during this whole thing. I think the other piece of this that's been hard to judge is like how much control do wealthy actors have over whether they're coming to work or not. Like with major league baseball, the biggest thing that's stick sticking for baseball coming back is players not wanting to. And so it's going to be a problem. And I'm not, I'm just making up an example, but if Anthony Mackey decides I'm really scared of this virus and I don't want to go out of my house, it's going to be real hard for Disney to like crowbar him out of his home and force him to show up to film a show. Isn't it like you'd think those actors will have a lot of sway over whether or not stuff gets started up or not. And baseball is the one sport where you have to social distance the way it is. You, you heard, you saw the NBA stuff, right? And the MLS stuff about how they're taking over Disney world or they want to at least. Yeah, my kids were like, oh, it'd be so awesome to live at Disney World for a while. And I'm like, they're not going to the parks, guys. They're just <laughs> hanging out in Coronado Springs. You know, maybe they'll pop down to downtown Disney to get a little, like, uh, Morimoto or something. But, all right. I'm not going to make us <laughs> hang out any longer as far as uh, I don't have any other things to talk about. Let me go check the mailbag real quick. Yeah, I have to go get my butt kicked at Monopoly. Ooh. I have not... Check the Twitter, by the way. So, I have no idea. Uh, Love Waffle was just asking if it's going to matter that there's going to be a year between WandaVision and Doctor Strange 2. I am suspicious that the Disney Plus shows are going to have less crossover than they were intended to have in order to appease the schedule. In other words, I could see them taking things out of WandaVision that are very explicitly Doctor Strange 2 focused just for the sake of not having to worry about this, the, the space between them. Does that seem right to you or you think they're just going to try to go forward un, unhindered? I don't think it matters because, I mean, how many years were between Guardians and Guardians 2, you know? Yeah, how many that's years, fair. How many years were between Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah, Thanos was on his way to get the Infinity Stones for about six years, seven years. Right. So, I mean, it would have been nice for WandaVision to lead right into Doctor Strange. But now it's just more than an inconvenience than anything. Because what's between the two? Thor and everything. Eternals, Shang-Chi. Eternals, Thor, and Shang-Chi. Or Eternals, Shang-Chi, Thor, and Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh god! Oh, don't get me started on the Snyder cut. Anyway, dude, you guys, I think somebody on our Twitter linked to an interview and said it was a Jeff Loeb sighting. No. In the in the interview, sorry. Um, so this was shared by Nathaniel Milner. Um. And it says virtual chat with the cast and producers, Marvel's Agents of Shield. Um, so it could be a Jeff Loeb sighting. That would be oh, that was so exciting. I'm 
That better not be like one of those virtual junkets because if that's something I miss, I'm fuming. You guys, this was this was posted 21 hours ago, and it's like a Zoom chat with a whole bunch of people, and I see Jeff Lope. Wow. So, Adam, I'm very disappointed in you. All we've got to do now is we just got to get a bunch of angry Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans to send in death threats to Disney, and they'll make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 8 with Jeff Loeb, just like the Snyder Cut, right? Isn't that the lesson we've learned? Is well, to be I boorish. I mean, the Snyder people. Cut people did also I... raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for suicide nonprofits, so, you know. So, like, if you raise money for charity, you can be a dick? Yeah. Why not? I've also Better seen many... <laughs> I have seen many release the Snyder Cut people that have also encouraged people to commit suicide and so I don't know it seems like that's kind of sending out two opposite things into the universe I mean I do like I did see a lot of people saying like this succeeded so now let's focus on Save Daredevil who has raised some money for charity they've raised $700 in the past couple of weeks um, without encouraging anybody to commit suicide Huh? Yeah, there's there's bad fandom. I mean, there's bad apples in every fandom. It just so happens the Snyder Cut's so massive it has more than anyone else. Other piece of mailbag, Preto said, uh, we're talking about how many actors had to be on set last time. He said, when's the last time a Marvel movie had hundreds of actors in a scene that weren't CGI people? He, he said, most of the mourners at Peggy Carter's funeral in Civil War were created by a computer, so... I think there is some validity to that. I don't know, it's so easy to make computer people now that should be able to do this stuff. So are we going to stick to maybe like Thursdays after watching the show? Maybe. I mean, let me ask you guys. Do you want to do a show every week for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or should we do it like every two weeks for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, I mean, if we What's just keep yes, it under an next hour week will like be we hard have. for me. Yeah. What's that, Rihanna? Mm-hmm. If we can keep it under an hour, I can maybe do it. It's just next week will be hard. After that, definitely I can do every week. Okay. Well... Listeners, our general plan for now is that we'll do a weekly episode and talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they might be shorter episodes, but we'll give you more frequent episodes. So uh, thanks for supporting the show, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, thanks to our patrons that help us you know, keep paying for the hosting and all that kind of stuff. You can find us at patreon.com slash marvelnewsdesk. Uh, thanks to Tim Cox for our logo. And thanks to Alvin for the theme music. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. We enjoyed being back, and we'll see you probably next week for Agents of Shields Episode 2.